Welcome to episode 181 of Flights. Football. And anything else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing better than most, not as good as some, to be quite honest with you. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm right there. Yeah, I'm right there yeah, in my sweet spot. There so. you go. Well, yeah, right end of school year, so. Yeah, it's still busy. It's still busy. You got you to gotta tie up all the loose ends and get all that stuff done. The uh, state track finals, we've got four athletes going on Saturday, so. Oh, that's already this Saturday, the yep. finals? Yep. Correctamundo. And you said tonight was the last practice, so they'd rest up before the... Tomorrow's a travel day because we got a Saturday. Um, we got to be on the track at 9 a.m. So, I mean, you could, you could get up at 6, get in the car by 7, if everything goes well, two-hour drive to the track, be on the track by 9 if you wanted to sleep in your own bed. But that's, you know... You've already you've already been up for three hours, and most kids don't get up at right six. O'clock so you have anyway. two girls, two guys. Yeah, and then is it just you or is the other coach going too? Oh yeah, I think the three of us will be there. So uh, assistant coach Adam Hudoff. Yeah, and then and girls the, the head two, coach. The two boys share yep. the room, and the two girls share a room. Or no, they're actually with their parents. Oh really? Yeah, parents hmm. are coming down. Right. So yeah. Um, it just makes, you know, a little less hectic and then you don't have to worry about, you know, on, on the two hour drive, somebody cuts you off and puts you in a ditch or there's a flat tire or car breaks down or something weird happens. Um, you know, if you're there that morning. So yeah, but, uh, it'll be exciting. It's good stuff. Report on that later, but let's get to what we're actually here for Mike. All righty. Sounds like a plan. First tasting is from, Dis- have we pronounced this distill or distill or is it? I think we go distill. Distill. I think so too. Distill Brewery. That's out of normal Illinois. And this is part of their wild sour series. And when I was kind of looking through these and wondering, okay, it's a, it's a wild sour series. So what else is in this series? There's a lot of beers in this series. So we might be venturing into quite a few of these if this is any good. But this is the apple pie from that Wild Sour series. It's a sour ale with tart apples and cinnamon flavors and lactose. Comes in at 4.6% alcohol and 10 IBUs. So I figured, you know, a little post-dinner, ease into it. Kind of a dessert, a little apple pie after, after dinner. Absolutely. Be interesting if we checked... The 180, 300, 240, roughly 540 beers. And that, no, I say roughly because post surgery, you know, we had a non alcoholic pod and, you know, and then, you know, the Oktoberfest, we tried like seven different ones one night. And that Christmas from that Christmas package that we had, we did like, Six or eight. So uh, roughly, you know, 540 beers, sours, ales, this, that, and the other. 4.6, I bet you, ranks probably in the top 10 of lowest. Low, yeah. I would agree. I guess that would be the bottom 10 of ABV, not the top 10 of lowest. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Not much of a clink because I've got the stainless steel maple grill pint glass or pint cup 
And I've got the traditional style pint glass. There's a lot of apple coming on. Very of this. much apple. Almost like a wine. And that's how you're going to react to it. I think. Yeah. It's sour. Yeah. And there's apple taste to it, obviously. Yeah. But I like the cinnamon yeah. so far. See, the apple overpowers the cinnamon, in my opinion. Right now. Right now. I mean, yeah. on the first drink. So. All right. All right. So let's get into this now. What we've watched, of yeah. course, right? Right. How we always started off. Right, I'm curious because last the last couple pods you guys have cranked off. Oh, this no exception. Yeah, this week was huge, huge week. <laughs> That's what she said. So, <clears throat> too much of a delay on that. <clears throat> I gotta fix that. Well, it's not even the delay. It's like when you think of when you we hit the one liners are timed well, and then it's like, oh shit, we have the rim shot button. Then it's after the fact. Um. All right. Have you watched anything? We go back and forth, or like, have you just the only thing I had a chance to watch last weekend, Saturday? Uh, probably six episodes of season two of Designated Survivor. That's the key for Sutherland. Yep. And there's three up, ep- three episodes, three seasons on Netflix. You said correct. Right? Where are you on Ted? Because caught up. Oh, we did watch Ted, and then we watched uh, those. Did you watch last night's season finale? I did not. And I'm wondering if this is a series. It, it's listed as the season three season finale, but even the, the even the second to last episode to to this one that this week that I have not seen, it seems like it's setting itself up to be a series. That's what I'm finale, saying. Yeah, that you know, yeah, because it's obviously they part ways. She usually gives them words of advice at the end of the season one, season two. She had nothing for him in season three because they're on a bit of a heater. That's not really a spoiler, folks, because it's the soccer's almost secondhand. And she didn't have anything, and then he has something for her. And obviously, if you watch any of the episodes, you have an idea of where he's going with that. Yeah. So, and obviously, if he lives up to that, then obviously I would assume it's a series finale. That's where it so. seemed like it was going at the end of. Yeah, last but, week's. But they're very, this season's been re- real good. I actually really like Jamie Tart's character. I, I actually liked him as a cock, mm-hmm. and now he's actually yeah. a good, level-headed, right. good guy. Especially the romp through, was it the Netherlands or whatever yeah. it was, where yeah. he was pulling Roy mm-hmm. along and kind of, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I have to watch season three finale, possibly series finale, but otherwise got caught up on that. We did watch on Showtime the season finale of Yellow Jackets, and it was announced that there's going to be a season three, and I had no idea where the fucking they were going in season two, so I have no idea. So Yellow Jackets could end up being like Riverdale. Uh, shit, probably 100 episodes ago or whatever, I got into Riverdale. Right. Uh, season one was really good. Season two was really, really good. Season three is like, eh. Season four, I was like, eh, this is getting stupid. And then season five, I was like, all right, well, I've just got to finish the quest here. But season five was horrible. And then season six finally came from whatever network it's on, on Netflix. And I have yet to watch that. Yellow Jackets could be like that because season two, it's like, I don't have no idea. I mean, they actually killed one of the main characters off at the season finale of season two. 
So I and I had no idea where they were going during season two. I don't have no idea where they're going to take season three. If there's, but yeah, it was announced it was a season three. I so. tried to get into it, and then of course, like I've said, track season happens, yep. so I don't. I watch minimal stuff, and Shelly's not interested in it. So, and I, like I say, like if you ever get like had some downtime, you could watch season one. I recommend season one was really good, and but like I've said the last few weeks on this pod, it's like. It's almost like they said, man, we made some serious money. Everybody really liked it. We got to have season two. And then everybody's like, we do? What are we going to do? Uh, I don't know. We'll make something up. And that's exactly what they did. And I, so I have no idea where th- season three is going. Then Monday morning, I wa- no, actually it was Tuesday morning because my took, I'm off Sunday, Monday anyway. So I always, if a Monday, the holiday falls on a Monday, I always take it off on Tuesday. So on Tuesday, I did watch episode three and four on Netflix of McGregor Forever. It's uh, if you like McGregor, it, it's, the Conor McGregor yeah. story, yeah. And there's real good footage of his last fight. The cameras behind him, and where his ankle just <laughs> breaks, and it's uh, the, a real good shot of that. But the money, there's a yacht he's on when they were doing that Saudi fight and the, the COVID, you know, quarantine deal. And he took a yacht. I mean, it, it, amazing. So the, like, the guy, bel- like below deck. Have yeah. you ever seen them? It's like a below deck yeah. super yacht. Oh yeah. 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 It was amazing. It just him and his, and there's like 10 people on it probably held a small city and there's like 10 of them on there. Right. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking that Shelly was actually trying to fall asleep to below deck. And I was thinking how many I'm trying to think of any of the episodes I've seen and what episodes had the most guests on the boat. How many could you actually put on there? I mean, if you got a bunch of college kids together, let's say you had 300 of your best friends, would they allow you to do that? Like everybody just chip in 500 bucks? I'm sure. Yeah. If it was available, I would imagine so. Cause I think you need about 30, 40,000 to take that out for what? Three or four days, five days. Oh, that's it. it more, is I would. It more than I that? would think it would be more. Than th- I mean, not is that it? Like I could just shell out thirty k <laughs> and say, "Yeah, let's go on the yacht." But right, I would think that. I mean, fifty thousand. Because thirty people, if you, we could get thirty people out of that's a thousand bucks a piece, right? Three zeros times yeah. thirty. That's thirty thousand. Yeah, I mean, but like when you got a house, you know, like when you're in college or whatever, and you found a house or even yeah. in your early twenties, if somebody, Hey, I got a, you know, I bought my first house and you know, 18 people crashed there floor, right. you know, couches, you know, chairs, whatever, you know, I wonder if they probably wouldn't let people do that. I imagine, but Hey, if you're paying for it, right. maybe they would. And the thousand dollars, when you put it that way, is it actually modestly priced? If you're paying for yourself, obviously if you're paying for a yeah. family of six, now you're talking six grand. That's a little more money, but right. Right. Um, but I digress. And then um, three new ones. Oh, wow. And I tell you, I got to, for the 20th time, I'm telling the listeners, with this writer's strike and what the guy who works for All Things Comedy that does, is the producer of podcasts, the one, you know, the Jesselneck podcast I listen to. And he's saying, he's hearing this, like, probably not till January, the strikes, this writer's strike's not going to be settled till. So if they're not if there's no writers and they don't produce material, you gotta invest in Apple TV because their content 
is amazing. So Liz and I are watching uh, the last thing he said to me. Yep, we're good. Through, we started that. and We're again. through three episodes in that. That's with Jennifer Gardner, who does the yep. What's in Your Wallet commercials. That's kind of a mystery drama. Pretty good. And then, uh, what's her name? Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen in Platonic. Commercials look good. Yeah, it's uh, Now, is that a series or just yeah, a movie? No, it's a series. Oh, shut up, really. Uh, okay. 30, 28 to 32 minutes an episode. The only bad thing, getting into the three that we're watching now are weekly. So we've we've caught oh. up. So now now we're balancing three different shows, and we can't, you know, we got to keep going back to them. Uh, but that's funny. And then the the fourth one, we're through four episodes. Five came out Tuesday or Wednesday, so we got to watch that one yet. It is called High Desert, and that has Brad Garrett, Patricia Arquette, and Matt Dillon. It's almost it's a, that's and Patricia Arquette. If I didn't, I actually had to Google it. I didn't Google it. I looked it up on independent movie database and because her character reminds me and I'm going to forget the lady's name on a fuck the HBO showtime, but the, 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 the hotel where I'll mm, think I'm drawing right. a blank on it. But Patricia Arquette reminds me exactly of this lady that was on that series. Liz is yelling at the radio right now because she knows what, because she agreed with me, but anyway, so that's another good one. So High desert, high desert. All right, I like Brad Garrett. I, I, mm. I mean, he he has a good role in it. And uh, Matt Dillon is he's in the a little bit in the first episode, and then comes back in uh, four. Okay. So, God dang it, what is that? They're on a resort. It's like almost like a modern day fantasy island. Blonde hair girl, and she got the target. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Um, she did. She did a oh, Target commercial. I know now. I know what you're talking about, but I can't. I'm not going yeah, to think of her anyway. Up at the rake or whatever. So, um, but yeah. So that's all we had there. That's a lot. Yeah. Thanks. That's a- well. In this time of year, I'm like a. Uh, I knew better, but I was bored on Tuesday, and I you know didn't drink anything Monday, so I was up early, walked Ruby, and I was bored, and I'm like, well, do it now, and then. But like, just like a bulimic who eats and then regrets it and pukes. I, I'm, Tuesday, I cut the grass. I know better than to cut my grass in this weather. And on the way over to the cell studio today, it's June 1st, right? Correct. Everybody's lawn has the color of July 20th to August 15th range. Yeah. It is unbelievably. Light green, br- light brownish. Yeah. yeah. It's starting to get kind of, crusty. Yes. So I cut it, and I'm regretting it because it would, the longer it would have looked shabby, but there would have been a nice green to it. Right. But I cut it, and I'm like, all right, because Marlo, so I must have cut it Monday, because Marlo came over and opened the sprinkler, so I said, well, I'll cut it, and then I'll just water it, which I've been doing. And it'll get, I hate when people say it's dead, because the grass isn't dead. It's just a little dormant because yeah. it's not getting enough water. And you can water your grass as much as you, you want, but there's no the nutrients that come from the rainwater that really make the difference. But I did it anyway and uh, walked over here. And But getting back to the, the mess, method to my story here, not a method, a point to my story here. I just went, went around the block the, the long way to get to it. Uh, summer, 
I'm not outdoor guy. I mean, like if I'm going to a baseball game, obviously I'll be outdoors. Uh, going to the beach with family, friends, or whatever, obviously the beach is outdoor. If there's a point to being outdoors, I'll be outdoors. Otherwise, I'd just assume sit inside. Our consumers is way higher June, July, and August than it is the other nine months of the year. Because you're AC. Oh, yeah. Don't we don't every, if it because the other reason you don't turn it off and on all the time is because a lot of times it works the unit harder, you know, to get it from 80 to 72. And then you turn it off, gets to 80 to 72. So if you oh, just yeah. keep it at 72, it's not running, oh, yeah. it's not working right. overtime as yeah. much. So well, once it gets a little bit cool, then to get some fresh air and we shut her off and open the windows. But yeah, um, that's where I've got it right. I mean, I've we've got it set at a temp and we leave it and then i've got the fan turn mm. i've got the fan running constantly so it just keeps circulating right. cooler air so trying to save a little bit that way but yeah i under, i got your point i did see here in the midwest is it next week i i think it's middle of next week we're going to get back to the high 70s low 50s at night which is perfect because right. you open up the windows exactly and, yeah but yeah, so I'm I'm would rather be inside watching TV. I'd hate being outside. I, I, there's yeah. nothing about summer that I like. So I'm team outside guy unless or team inside. Unless guy. there's a reason, an event, right? Like an yeah, event. yeah. Like I say, and I don't mind walking the dog. You sure. know, so obviously to walk the dog, it yeah. gets boring just walking around the same room. Yeah, right. Um, so as long you know, if you're walking the dog, mowing the grass, uh, bonfire with friends, right, going to a game. Right. If there's a otherwise, yeah. you're inside. Yes. Okay. Exactly. When you're watching sleeping, TV. <laughs> yep. watching TV. Uh, have to cancel. I'm going to lose about 30 episodes of the People's Court. COVID kind of killed that oh, buzz for me. God. Because canceling DirecTV because we signed up for YouTube TV, got the hundred dollars off for Sunday ticket, so we're good to go there. So really, I didn't really. It was a hundred dollars off Sunday ticket. But I had to do it by June 1st, so now they got my $60 for June, July, and August. So I'm actually losing $80 by saving 100 <laughs> So they, all, but, they always get you at the drive-thru, don't they? But I wanted to, I wanted to see what YouTube you know, yeah. had to offer. It looked, I mean, it, it's I've heard a lot of people like it. Yeah, it, so, I mean, one night I like it. it I, I mean, it's essentially television because yeah. you get your TV channels. But you can't get rid of the commercials or anything because it's not really a streaming service. It's a almost like a direct TV, but right. I mean, it is it is. Yeah, as soon ad, as I get but, time, I got to look into something because this hundred and ninety five dollars a month is a bunch of crap. And I mean, I don't I don't get any. I get the extended basic. I think is what it is for the one ninety five. So, yeah, I've just uh, and a lot of what I've heard is you used to be able to call. And say I'm I'm dropping it, and they oh, oh wait 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 can you, you know, how about we do that I'm dropping it I'm just gonna drop it and you would say that five or six or seven times and then they would send you to the retention department or somebody, and then eventually if you stuck to your guns you know they'd knock you back down to like a new subscriber right. rate or something I I'm hearing now that that's not the case no when I canceled it wasn't. They're like, okay, good yeah, to see you. Yeah, I was like, all right, you, you got, we need your three receivers before we can turn off your account. All right, I'll bring them out. Yeah. So, and when I brought them in, they don't even ask you, hey, why are you canceling? Thanks. So, all right, 
Let's get inside the ropes, Dave. Recap. Believe it or not, last week, my double or nothing record was way better than my WWE record. So the AEW, I was 7-2. and two. The only matches I lost were, uh, where is it at? The Hopefully not the Rhea Ripley match. That's uh, WWE. So we have, we're on AEW right now. Oh, my bad. I lost the... Uh, Jamie Hayter was the champion versus Tony Storm. I thought she'd defend because Jamie Hayter, come to find out, though, she's got an injury. Okay. So they wanted to take the belt off her because she's probably not going to wrestle for a while because she got an injury. I did not know that. Shame oh. on me. Well, Tony, maybe, maybe it was because she was a hater. There we go. Um, but they put the strap on Tony Storm of the outcast. Okay. Are you, is this family appropriate? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I didn't then, know what kind of strap they put on him. I was just curious. Oh, yeah, that's what they call the belt. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, and then the Wait other a minute, one. I, they call a belt a strap? Yeah, it's the strap, the oh, title okay. belt. All right. That's, it's called the strap. Okay. Um, and then Anarchy in the Arena was the uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. I thought for sure they'd give it to the Elite, but actually the Blackpool C- Combat Club got the thumbtacks involved and. Um, I can't stand the young bucks. They're, they're, they're horrible, but so that was the other one I lost. Now, somebody might be a loyal, avid listener would be saying, Hey, wait a second. Wait a second. You picked Jade Cargill to win. And yes, I did. And she defeated Nia Valkyrie to go to 60 and all. Oh, and then for, you know, to go along with the gimmick, her manager, Said, well, you know, hey, 60 no, but we're not going to stop there. She challenged anybody to a fight right after the fight. And um, Chris Stratlander came in and beat her. So the, now this, so Cargill lost her strap to Chris Statlander. So Chris Statlander's the new women's champion. Jade Cargill is 61. Now that wasn't an advertised match, so I didn't include that in the record. Right. So I was 72. Right. That's got a, you know, that's got a sting a little bit. 60 and 0 and then you have the you have the strap slash belt for <laughs> yeah. how long and then yeah. it gets taken away from you? Um, I right, then so now the day before AEW's double or nothing was WWE's Night of Champions. 7 matches and I was 3 and 4. Uh the only matches I won Seth Rollins over AJ Styles in what I thought was probably the best match of the night. Gunther over Mustafa Ali. And then, of course, my girl Jamie, uh, Jamie Hayter, got me saying, of course, my girl Rhea Ripley over Natalia. And Rhea won, it was a, basically a squash match. She won it in like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Natalia was talking to Dominic Mysterio. Bell rang, Rhea hit her, threw her outside, put a move on her on the outside, threw her in the ring, and put her finishing move on her one, two, three, match over. I mean, it literally wasn't 90 seconds. Wow. So, but then Bianca did lose to Asuka, which I lost that one. Uh, Becky Lynch lost to Trish Trish Stratus, but how was I to know there was going to be a girl under the ring to to run interference on the man? Um, And her name escapes me. I can't, because she's actually kind of... Butch looking and a tough guy too, um, and then Sami Zayn and Ke- uh, Kevin Owens did win. There was a turn. I just had the wrong turn. 
I thought Kevin Owens was going to turn, but the bloodline, Jay and Jimmy Uso, who weren't even supposed to be there, quote unquote, they came in and interfered. So now the bloodline, you know, Roman Reigns is, you know, all up in arms and everything. So, and then Cody took a beating against Brock again. So I don't know how long they're going to extend that series out to have Cody just continually get his ass whipped by Brock Lesnar. But anyway, extend it out long enough to where they can have Cody, you know, kind of do a Rocky comeback kind of a right to use that analogy or until Brock gets tired of being there. Cause Brock kind of just calls his own shots. Yeah. Cause he doesn't really have to be there. I mean, hasn't Brock, been there for 20 years. He's been, he was there a long time. Then he went UFC and won, won some straps. I don't know if the UFC calls him straps <laughs> or not. Um, and then he came back to WWE. Got it. But um, And I hated him. I hated Brock his first time around in WWE because Paul Heyman had to do all. I think it was Paul Heyman that was his manager. Because Brock Lesnar had absolutely no mic skills. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah. And now... He's, you know, he plays the part and it's uh, interesting to watch. So he but took it, his mic skills class. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, I wonder if that's a master class we could take. Well, it would probably be some type of acting. I mean, I don't know. Have you seen master classes? Have you seen that whole thing? Mm-mm. It's a, it's a subscription. They have, you know, uh, uh, Steph Curry has a master class on ball handling and shooting. Um, uh, Steve Martin has a master class on comedy. Oh. You know, that kind of stuff. So who if who would have a master class of mic skills, like WWE mic skills, who would be in your book the person that would teach everybody? If I'll give you two old school right. and two new guys. Okay. Well, one's not really new. He's kind of on the fringes. Old school guys. There is some debate WWE writes the material. I don't think that's the case for everybody, but I'm sure some people go out with but I mean it's not like they have a cue card right. or nothing, you know so. Right. So even if you are, I mean because for that matter, I mean even the greatest actors of all time, I mean they are going off a script. Correct. I mean and others just right. you know give that deliver that script better than Yeah. some others. And that's do. part of the art is exactly. to so old school guys, my two favorite are John Cena. Oh. And The Rock. Okay. Those are my Stone Cold is okay. I thought that's who I thought you were probably gonna say. His was his was more trash talk than actual Mike skills, in my opinion. I but so I like The Rock and John Cena. And now today, the two the three current guys, but the one you can't count as new is CM Punk and Austin Theory. Now, everybody's gripe on Austin Theory. is he? Everybody says it's written, but he delivers it perfectly. I don't give a fuck who writes it for him. He right. delivers it perp- purpose, perfectly, and he's playing the part of a arrogant, conceited jack-off. Right. And he plays it to a T. Um, and, but then the best right now, is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And he never breaks kayfabe. And he, like, even in, like, airports, people have him 
like on their Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Sure. Like kids will ask him for his autographs and he kind of like just like elbows, not physically hurting them, but just kind of like elbows past him because he playing his part. part. And he's a villain and he wants everybody to know he's a fucking villain. And he, that's how much he respects wrestling old school. That's why like you never heard uh, the undertaker. Undertaker never went out anywhere because he didn't, Mark Calloway didn't want to break kayfabe. And he knew, you know, he probably couldn't get away with going with the dead man persona. But that's why he, you didn't see very, yeah. you saw very little of him outside of wrestling because he didn't want to, he wanted his character to be, you know, like the dead man. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Because he didn't want to ride the Segway through the airport with a, with a long, um, with a long coat or anything, make him look like he was floating through or something. Right. Plus he'd probably run into a lot of things with his eyes rolled up in the back of his head. Now the other one for all you interested viewers, which I'm I'm curiosity killed the cat, if you will, and then we'll rate this sour. Uh on this past episode of Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast, the stiff one of the week sponsored by Blue Chew was a video of the Iron Sheik versus Hulk Hogan. Where, where the Iron Sheik and I, you, you can go to the YouTube channel and see it. I have yet to do it yet, but apparently Iron Sheik sports wood in a, in a wrestling match. You know, and you know he's just got the tights on, right? In the a wrestling match on against Hulk Hogan. It's like I mean, oops. That how is that how is that actually? Because when he was wrestling, there was no Viagra, none. So it's not like he act. You know, right. You know, I was thinking of the night ahead with the women and pop three Viagras the night before right. or the night before before the match started. So now it's almost like you know, it's like that train wreck. Do I look it up on YouTube, Iron Sheik versus Hulk Hogan? Or do I, you know, so that it's that accident on the expressway. It's like, oh, do I want to see somebody decapitated or not? And you're like, eh. So, but anyway, for all you fans out there interested, see, I mean, I played four years of high school football. I love the game of football. Never once ran out there with a boner. <laughs> so, anyway, but hey, the Iron Sheik's a different, different cat. Hey, man, you're getting paid that much money and you're going to run around in tights? Do what you want. All right, I think it's time to rate this, Dave. I'm going, um, eh, I'm going 3.25. Good, good apple flavor, uh, as advertised, but um, I don't know. Just needed needed a little something. I'm not sure. Can't put my finger on it. Well, you liked it better than I did. I went seven tenths of a point lower than you. I went two point five five. Like you said, apple as advertised. A little bit of sour as advertised. It was just too. I, I almost felt that was a wine tasting we did. There was right. there wasn't enough of like the sours from Oozle Finch or um, other other you know, gotcha other companies yeah, yeah. that we've had. That was more like a wine, and therefore I didn't enjoy it as much. Two point five five. All right, now let me see what our untapped crowd says, and distill is. A regional brewery down there in Illinois, so I'm gonna guess. Yeah, they've got quite a few check-ins. One point four thousand, and those one point four thousand people had it at an average of three point six six. 
Woo. Yeah, I got I got a hard time. Like the Iron Sheik. Ah, uh, touche. Walked right into that. Well, Mike, you know where else I got to walk into? Where's that, Dave? 13105 Gratiot Road Hemlock. That's the Maple Grill. I've got to walk into there pretty soon because I'm I'm getting like some DTs or something like that because it has been a little bit, but I want to get back to that amazing farm-to-table open wood-fire grill meal, and who knows what um, who knows what they've got going on there. 18 taps. So, but maybe there's a little grandma's stout in there. Maybe there's a little dirty duck. Dirty duck. I, I knew I, I knew it was duck something. That's my go-to. That's yeah. that's my favorite there. Of the ones I've tried. Obviously, I haven't tried them all. No. But uh, again, check out the website before you go, themaplegrill.net. It's G-R-I-L-L-E.net. See what they've got going on the menu and see what they've got going on the taps. You will not be disappointed. And what else? And ask them who sent you. That's- or tell them who sent you. Tell them who sent you. Ask them. Yeah. You, if you ask them, they're going to say, I don't fucking know. <laughs> who sent me? <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah. Ask him who sent you. Come on, Len. Tell me who sent me. <laughs> um, that next, when, next time we go there, we'll have to ask. One of us will. Yeah. I wonder if. Did, um, See, you went off script. You took me off script just a little bit. I should have that. And here, here's one serious. Yeah. So it's the Maple Grill, G-R-I-L-L-E. Right. I, is there a connotation behind that, or did somebody else already have the Maple Grill, G-R-I-L-L? I'm so not they sure. said, well, you know what? Hey, this is the old Maple Hill area, and we have a grill. So I want to call it the Maple Grill, but there is already a Maple Grill. So let's add an E to it, or... Yeah, I don't know. So We're going to have interesting. to ask. Yeah. Because obviously grill is spelled G-R-I-L-L. Maybe there's G-R-I-L-L-E. Maybe that's an English spelling or that's something. That's like saying we got to find the answer. We, we got to find it out. All right. So let's go to our second tasting and find out what this is all about. This one's called Look Ma, No Hands. This is from City Built Brewing Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And this is a double dry hopped New England IPA. And for you IPA enthusiasts, that would be a NEPA. And it's got three of our best IPA friends in there. Citra, Mosaic, and Galaxy Hops. And again, throwing out that 540 number of beers mm-hmm. estimated. I could be wrong. City built. City built brewing companies not ringing a bell. It might be, I'm thinking it's a first. So, yeah. And a cool is, can to Yeah, boot. very cool can, which is weird. I mean, right out of Grand Rapids. I mean, yeah. So, this comes in at 7% ABV and zero or NAIBUs. All right. Oh, there we go. Now, even though this is a Michigan beer, Dare I say, well, no, it's not local. We can't say it's local. It's not from the Tri-Cities. But it's a Michigan beer, but we've got our international glasses going. Yep, one that was st- stolen out of a American or English pub right out of Paris. <laughs> when Mike was in France. And I've got mine from the first 
craft brewery in Botswana. And McKenna's in Paris right now, right? Well, she's not in. She's outside of Paris. Well, what, wouldn't it be ironic if she if she also stole a Pelforth glass and brought it home for you? I think I can have her do it. All right, she might. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. That's bringing you home, isn't it? it yes, it's delicious. By by no means am I an expert. We have we have judged one beer contest, but we by have. no means are we. Well, I can only speak for myself. I'm not an expert. Citra, Mosaic, and Galaxy hops. One would guess Citra is of the citrus, like the oranges. You, I mean, that's just common sense. I could be 100 percent wrong, but I'm right. going to I'm going to go so, out on a limb. Go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that's the least prevalent of the mosaic galaxy and citra hot because this is not citrusy. This is a solid IPA that doesn't have a strong, so I'm not saying there's not citrus hops in yeah. it, but citra hops in it, but I'm getting very little citra on the first pull. Heavy galaxy. Very. Yeah. I'm That's my guess. Delicious. Nonetheless. Oh yeah. So, before we get into the normal sports, while you were editing segment one, I went up to take a leak, and it dawned on me. TMI. That's okay. That's all right. You know, I mean, I could have been doing other things in there that would have been too much information and downright weird. <laughs> and downright very quick for the time I was gone. It's like, whoa. You know, that cheeky talk got you going, eh, Mike? <laughs> so, anyway. You've always advertised as a... Fast finisher, but but anyway. not usually solo. <laughs> solo <laughs> usually takes a little something. All right, continue. all right. Anyway, um, it dawned on me. I was thinking about the Mike Peters curse that I put on at eight hundred to one. I put fifty dollars on the Lions to win the NFC, so that'll pay four hundred bucks. Obviously, not not enough to retire, but when they. W- when and if they win the NFC, I don't stab my eyeballs out. I'm like, okay, well, I hate the Lions, but fuck, I got 400 bucks. What the hell? Right. So, and I was up there thinking, it was like, all right, we're doing the pod, talking Lions. What's one of our categories? So Mount Rushmore. Who would be your Mount Rushmore of Detroit Lions? We'll kind of just talk this together since I spur of the moment in myself. Mm-hmm. Obviously... We'll save the listeners time. Obviously, number 20 is going to have to be on there. Right. Right? So, Barry right. Sanders, and again, you know, we like to do our Mount Rushmore's four, three, two, one. even though Mount Rushmore is allegedly like four equals, like four of the greats, you know, four of this, that, or the other thing. There's really not a one through four ranking, but we like to present them as our ranking. But I think the number one would be Barry Sanders. Um in my opinion, it pains me to say it. Hate the Lions. The listeners know that. My friends know that. But and I'm going to be a little biased here, but I'll still put a strong argument that he's the second best running back of all time behind right, Walter Payton. Right. And I'm I wouldn't And again, I'm biased. Sanders fans are biased, but here's my reasoning for Peyton. He was a better blocker, he was a better pass catcher, and he was a more powerful runner. Sanders had the more electrifying runs for sure, 
Right. And I'm not, and again, hey, to be rated number two of all time, I'm not shaming the man in any way, shape, or form. But Correct. So I, Sanders is definitely on your Mount Rushmore, right? Yes. All right. So, and I've got two others, and then I'll hopefully remember to put it on Facebook to the listeners, and they can disagree with all four. Well, if anybody disagrees with Barry Sanders, I might have to put that into the Lou Whitaker category because it's like if Barry Sanders is not on your Detroit Lions Mount Rushmore, then right. there is no Detroit Lions Mount Rushmore. Right. All right, so and this is kind of a Mike and Dave joint effort. On it. So who else would you – because my number – the fourth guy is the one that I think is going to be up for debate. Yeah. My, my second one that is a no-brainer is Megatron. Calvin Johnson. I oh, think Calvin yeah. Johnson has to be on there. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going with Chris Spielman. That's that's my that's my third. That I okay. So those three I think are going to be not again not on everybody's. They may not be unanimous, but right. I think for every hundred people that gave Lions Mount Rushmores, I think. What do you think? Ninety-two out of a hundred. We'll will include Barry Sanders, Kelvin Johnson, and Chris Bielman. Yes. All right. So who who is the fourth going to be? And I've got three names in mind, and I'm not sure. I'll throw one out there. Go ahead. Jason Hansen. Ooh. How do you leave that guy out of the conversation? Well, number one. Uh, Points, I I, I actually scored. I actually forgot all about him. Hall of Fame. I actually forgot all about him. That's a wonderful fucking selection. The argument you're going to get is he's a kicker. Fuck they they want to in fantasy football they want to get rid of the kicking position altogether. <laughs> so okay, and he's better than Eddie Murray. So Eddie Murray gets knocked out. Jason Hansen better than Eddie Murray. All right. I okay. Uh, Jason Hansen. Now the other one's a running back. Number twenty as well. Billy Sims. Billy, he's not as good as Sanders. No, and I don't think you can have two number twenties because I think there might be better options. In fact, I think Hanson might eliminate, but Billy Sims would be another option. Yeah. But I'm going to give your Hanson um, the vote over. So so Sims is out. Another option would be, but again, we have Megatron there, right? And Megatron is better than this guy, but. I believe he was number 84, goofy-looking ears, Herman Moore. Oh, my God, yeah. How do you, How did I forget? That's like you but, forgetting Jason Hansen. Yeah, how did I forget Herman Moore? But do you put two wide receivers on a Mount Rushmore list when there's the – because the other one that ah. – my dark horse peck, and I don't – this one would – I think he would be – like for every 100, he might only be listed 8 to 12 times. Yeah. My other one – I also want to say, I'll have to fact check this. I could be wrong on this. He may have been number 20 as well, and that was Lem Barney. Oh, right. Defensive back, and, you know, he was, a ball, back, yeah. he was a ball hawk. I don't think, I don't think, Scott Mitchell had a couple of good years. I don't think you could put him on a Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But I think Sanders, Johnson, and Spielman are on there, and that would be interesting to, like I say, do a poll with 100 people. I'm sure I would be willing to bet money at least 92%. That's a high percentage. I'm going to go at least 92% have those three on there. Right. I would agree. The fourth one is where you're going to get a lot of 2%, 2%, 4%, 4%. 
Because I'm, you know, Hanson's actually an excellent choice. Murray would have been a decent choice, but he's not as good as Hanson, so you can't put Murray over Hanson. Well, didn't they? Lions is never. They, uh, they've won. Some, they've won NFL championships, but they've never won a Super. Never Bowl. won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they've had some decent offensive linemen, but it's hard to put an offensive lineman on. What's weird is, is they've they is it Donald or who's the quarterback? In the eighties, early nineties, Donalds is it was there a Donaldson? No. Come on, who's the Detroit quarterback uh during the Barry Sanders? Scott Mitchell. Nah. Okay, then never Chris mind. Chris Long. It's, it's not, no, the, uh, not not long, but the Iowa quarterback. What was his fucking name? Not Chris Long. Chris Long used to work at Coke. Nah, that's <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he didn't go either from the NFL to Coke or Coke to the NFL. No, I'm thinking of. Uh, I'll think of it. I mean, would would uh, it start? I thought it started with a D. Well, well, you're looking up I'm that looking or thinking that. that. I can't help it. I gotta look this up. Eric Eric Kramer's Dave Craig. Um, I don't think there's any other. Uh, I don't think there's any other lying quarterback unless you're going to go back to Bobby Lane. Uh, you know what? Bobby Lane actually may be a. That's. I mean, that's going back. But he may have been on. The, he may have been the quarterback when they won the championship. Yeah. Well, I mean, if okay, so I Google it and they say best of all, best Lions quarterbacks of all time, Matthew Stafford. But I I, I have a hard time putting Stafford on the Lions Mount Rushmore when he won nothing with the Zero. Lions and right. won the Super Bowl the yeah. very next year with the Rams. So right. On on to be as a as not a Lion fan, but if I were a Lion fan, out of spite, I'd leave Stafford off. Yeah, I mean, Greg Landry. He sucked. Okay. Greg Landry is fucking. But Bobby horrible. Lane is on there, and then Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer was better as a lion than he was a bear, but he's definitely not Mount Rushmore. I I bet Bobby Lane. I'm going to put that out there because I know. Oh, Gary Danielson is the one oh, I'm thinking of. Yeah, he's not. He fuck. He was not Mount Rushmore. He sucked. <laughs> um, I knew it started with a D. Again, suck. In NFL terms. I mean, obviously. For a the high-level ma- yes, NFL quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, he was good enough to make the NFL. Yeah. He's not much better of an announcer. Because he, he he announces the college, or used to, with used Vern to, Lundquist, yeah. right? right. He still announces, but Vern Lundquist doesn't. Correct. I think. Anyway. Yeah. All right, so I'll put that on there and see if everybody agrees with our three and then who should be the fourth. Because actually, um, but yeah, that'll be interesting because Hanson's a legit Bobby Lane, because like I said, I, he may have been on, he may have been the quarterback when they won that NFL championship, right? So they're only so, yeah. so you got to give a what little. About Eric Hipple. No, he was terrible. But uh, Bubba Baker was a defensive force. I don't know if you could put him on the. Oh. Alex Karras. Sure. But he, fuck, he was suspended for gambling, so you can't put him on there. No. So I, I think the fourth would be Barney, Lane, Sims, Hanson. Did you say Herman Moore? Herman and Herman Moore. Yeah, I think those five would be interesting to see what the listeners put as their fifth. But I, I would be stunned if Sanders, Johnson, and Spielman aren't on there. That's just kooky talk. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. all right. So now at least you see where my mind goes when I'm uh, taking a leak. Baseball, Red Sox. Yeah, again, I told everybody I wasn't going to put them as a. FU recipient because they were picked to be shitty. They started shitty, got hot, 
and now they're consistently inconsistent. Last 17 games are 6-11, and 11, going back to May 12th. They lost four, won four, lost four, won two. Currently in a three-game losing streak, they've hosted the Cincinnati Reds tonight with Chris Sale on the bump. Game's just getting ready to get started. The next 16 games will determine if the Red Sox can make any noise or if they'll just play out the string because Starting tomorrow, they have a four-game series Friday, Saturday, doubleheader, Sunday against the Rays. And then they go to Cleveland for three, the Yankees for three, and then they come back home to face the Rockies for three, and then the Yankees at home for three. So in the American League East, they've left themselves no margin for error. The Indians are 25 and 30. Indians. The Guardians are 25 and 30, but an underachieving 25 and 30, a much better ball club than that. And then the Rockies are 24 and 34. So the Red Sox have almost made it that they must win all six of those games because the 10 games against the Rays and the Yankees, I think at this juncture, the best they can hope for is a five and five and stay afloat. But that means they'd have to go six and zero against the Guardians and Rockies, you know. Yeah, I mean, fuck the the Oakland Athletics are considered the worst team ever, and they won the first two games of the series against Atlanta. Who and Atlanta is a, you know, very good baseball team right. and the the worst team ever, not in baseball in sports. Took the first two games from Oakland, so anybody can win. So it's it's tough to sweep series, is what I'm saying. Right. But over these next 16 games, the Red Sox have almost put themselves, got to go 5-5 five and five against Tampa and the Yankees. Worst case, anything better is applause. And they basically have to go 6-0 and oh against the Guards and the Rockies. Or their season will be over in 16 games. I mean, I saw that ESPN was giving the Sox some love, even though you know I think they're a top 10 in their rankings from they, top to bottom, they're a top 10 team. They probably have fallen out since. They worked their way into this it. This was a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and like I say, they're 6 and 11 in their last 17 games. So hopefully, Sale can right the ship, get a victory heading into the Tampa series. And Tampa just seems to bludgeon us. So we'll see how that goes. NBA Finals the Miami Heat, the eighth seeded Miami Heat. Note I emphasize eighth seeded Miami because more yeah. on that more on that later. Face the Denver Nuggets. Uh I'm going Nuggets in six. Okay. I'm not going really out on a limb there. I can't but. speak to any of it because I was asked today. Um you know, hey, Mr. Dawson, what do you think? Does uh do the does the Heat have a chance? I said, chance of what? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you watched any of this? And I, I had to explain. I get, I get so uh, disenchanted. Is that a, is that an appropriate word? Just during the regular season, I just can't watch it. Right. And you know, yes, playoff basketball in the NBA is a whole different animal, for sure. You know, but given the time of year, and I got other things I'm doing, and it just, I can't. I haven't watched one second. Besides some highlights, I haven't so seen that much of either. I just follow it. Yeah, 
on the on the phones or if I'm betting. Well, yeah, you know, but even if you're reading right. about it and you're you know, right. you're getting into it, I don't even I don't I don't even know a single player's name. That's how that's how much I'm not into it. I couldn't tell you a single. Player. Well, you know, because I fucking butchered the one guy's name last week or two weeks ago. But if somebody asked me, like, if this were, is it if this were the Stump Dave segment, yeah. and you laid out a bunch of Benjamins right in front of me and said, "Dave, name somebody from one of the teams that's playing in the NBA Finals," I would just sit there and stare at those damn things, going, "Motherfucker, I can't even know the son of a uh, Tom." I would go, "Tom, Tom's got to be one of the players." No, yeah, no. Um, all right. Well, I bet you there's not a single Tom. I don't. Thomas. I'm trying to think. I don't think there is. <laughs> um, but the key to this is Miami led the Celtics three to nothing. The Celtics won three straight. Baseball's done it with the the first one ever was the 2004 Red Sox against the Yankees. Hockey's had it done two or three times. And the NBA, there was, I want to say it was 150 or 151 times a team had trailed three games to none. And never has an NBA team come back. Come back from a three nothing deficit. Celtics, I think, became the first team to force a game six by winning game five. So it was three to two. They won game six. So obviously, if they were the first to force a game six, they're the first to force a game seven. Home court advantage, laid a fucking egg. Got beat, yeah, one of the, uh, Tatum or their other big shot, uh, Brown. Brown or Tatum, one of the two, rolled an ankle early, didn't really play the rest of the game. But you've got, that's here's a kind of like a random question thrown into sports. As a fan, Celtics down 3 nothing. As a fan, do you would you have preferred Miami Miami way. wins in Miami 106-99, Boston gets swept on the next year, or would you have rather seen the Celtics win three straight, come back home, look for a chance to play in the NBA Finals against the Denver Nuggets, oh. and to lay a fucking egg and and go, <laughs> go home? Right. I mean, I I would rather as a fan them win the three games and, you know, give my team a chance. Did I, I, to the, to lay the egg, I mean, if well, it's no, a, yeah, But it, I, as a fan, yeah, I'll take my, I would rather, like the Red Sox, for instance, again, game on a much lower level because we're talking a game in May. So tonight's Thursday. It wasn't, it, Tuesday night's game against the Reds. Four nothing Reds. Boom, grand slam, eight nothing Reds. Oh, yeah. Good night, Irene. Red Sox, couple of runs, it's eight two. Couple of runs in the seventh, eight two. Run in the eighth, eight three. No, they gave up a run in the eighth to make it nine two. Scored a run in the eighth to make it nine three. Threw five on the board in the bottom of the ninth. Lost nine eight. Tying run was in scoring position. As a fan, fuck it, just lose nine nothing, because now you've ripped my fucking heart. Nine nothing, you just you just sit there back. And say, All right, give me two more beers. We'll get the fuck out of here. Beat traffic. Nine eight is like all right, you know, because they the tying run was the winning run was. I mean, they could have walked it off. The sure. winning run was at the plate. Yeah, they could have won ten nine. 
Knowing the outcome, you'd rather not get your right. heart ripped out and just rather go home early and right. Do oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So because because the L is the L, regardless is the way you're looking at it. Right. Yeah. I got you. All right. So now the reason I emphasize Miami. Miami is in what state? Florida. They were the eighth seed mm-hmm. in the NHL playoffs, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. We have the Florida Panthers. I don't think they play in Miami, but they're in what state? Florida. And they're also the eighth seed. So the eighth seeded Panthers travel to the Vegas Golden Knights. Game one is Saturday in Vegas. Here's where we're at here. Buddy of mine and I, we bet it's $10 in the first round of the playoffs. We alternate pick and series. I was up. $40 $40 after the first round. Guy won six of the eight series, so I was up 60, down 20, so I was up 40. Second round, we pushed, so I'm up 40. The last round was $25 apiece, so I picked Carolina, Florida won. He picked Vegas, Vegas won. So I'm down 50, up 40, so I'm down 10 bucks, but I get the pick. Stanley Cup Finals is for 50 bucks. I have till Saturday puck drop. How do you, <laughs> when you have the first pick, how do you pick the eighth seat? But Bobrovsky has been so fucking good, and they're a, they're a misleading eighth seat. Right. And by misleading, I mean they won the President's Cup last year. And then got bumped out early, as President's Trophy winners usually tend to do. And then they're essentially the same team, and then they got Kachuk. Kachuk. And he's a hell of a player. So they're essentially a President's Cup winning team that didn't play like it most of the year. And they've been playing in the playoffs basically since March because they needed to win – a lot of games near the end just to qualify as the eight seed, which they did. They're on a roll, have a hot goalie. And I don't see how, I, although they've had a, they've had about a nine-day layoff, I think, seven to nine-day layoff when all is said and done. So maybe they'll get a little rusty. How do you go against the higher team that has the home ice advantage? But... As of as of this recording, Thursday at the South Studio, I, I'm taking the Panthers for the fifth. I mean, again, not life or death. I mean, move, Mike. I'm Bold either going. I'm either going to be up. Actually, he owed me from he owed me ten from last year, so we're we're actually even right now because we weren't going to meet up to settle up for ten bucks. We just put it on the ledger. He what he didn't yeah. welch on me or okay. wasn't a deadbeat. It was like. I'm not Are going you sure out. this isn't for funsies money? Oh no, no, it's, it's real money. Okay, right. But for ten bucks, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. you spend my, t- my yeah, my time and gas is worth that. We're worth that. So right. there's this thing called Venmo. You know, he's an old school guy. Okay, I have to walk him through how to do his brackets online. Oh, so he's an old school guy. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, but yeah, so now one of us will be up fifty. We'll meet up for a cup of coffee, and then either I'll pay or collect fifty bucks. But I'm leaning towards the um, taking the Panthers. Okay. 
All right, Dave. So what we have here, we have song number 48. Okay. On the top 100 list. And this podcast has to go. This is the 21st song I've chosen. There were two numbers that were picked by either Liz or Nick that I looked at the song and I'm like, I've never heard of that. I'm not even going to waste my time because I know Dave, no offense, but I know you've never heard of it. So today is 21, 2, 23. We have to do this pod at least 77 more weeks to get through the list of 100. All right. So the number 48 song on the top 100 songs of 1980, top 100 rock songs. Rock songs of 1980. 1980. I'm going to come right out of the gate with the first verse. All right. Ready? I'm going to try to read it, but almost reading it is the tempo. Okay. All you've got is this moment. 21st century's yesterday. You can care all you want. Everybody does. Yeah, that's okay. In excess. Boom. Um, so slide over here and give me a moment. Your moves are so raw. I've got to let you know. I've got to let you know. You're one of my kind. Um, I probably said the name of the song. Not in yet, the, yet. Not yet. Oh, yet, not yet. Um, oh, shit. I didn't? No. Damn. Uh, and I've been touting. Anybody that's been listening to this on a regular basis, I've been kind of like I had gotten into In Excess a little bit. Um, But shit. Um. Um, you're one of my kind. So you're getting in excess. I I mean, mean, I'm going to give you at least three quarters of a point because this is one of those. They do say the three words of the song title during the song. So they do say it. So it's not like, um, you one of those songs where it's a, the, the title is not even found in the, yeah, you know. Oh, okay. You know, it's not like Bob O'Reilly, you know, because <laughs> they, they don't sing Bob O'Reilly. Because everybody thinks his name is Bob O'Reilly as Teenage Wasteland, but the actual song name is Bob O'Reilly. So, I don't know. Uh, need you tonight. Need you tonight. All right. But like I said, I'm giving. I'm going to go ahead and give you. Uh, Three quarters of a point because that was well done. Thank you. And like I said, thank you. I could because that I want. That's why I went with the very first verse. Yep. Because it, even just saying the words almost got the tempo going. It did. Because that's for sure. Um, final sports XFL is entering week eight. XFL USFL is entering week eight, and I have yet to. Yeah, I'll start after next week. I, I won't can, even. I won't even. I don't. I. I can't get into a game with no. I mean, it. It remind. It's just a disheartening reminder of COVID. Like no fans in the stands. Yeah, they're they're allowed. Right. But like when the game, because even though Michigan, there's like four cities now hosting games, but they host all the games for the week. So yeah, there's a good crowd when Birmingham Birmingham's in Birmingham. 
Michigan got a good crowd because they got tickets for 10 bucks. When Michigan plays, there's a good crowd. But when the other teams are playing, there's nobody there. Yeah. And it's just hard to get into a game because like, it kind of reminds me of COVID and like where right. you remember the baseball game or no fans. Yeah, like, you can hear to, everybody yeah, yeah. talking. You can hear everybody. So, somebody snaps their finger on the field and you can hear it. And it's just the XFL at least was fun and exciting. Yeah, so and a, a number of XFL players have signed deals. Ben DiNucci being one of them with NFL club. Not, not that's not going to say they're going to make the team, but at least they got a shot for a shot. Yeah, but but yeah, so they're already in week eight. It seems like it was just like, um, yesterday where I had the ratings for playoff XFL versus week one of USFL or whatever it was. Right. That and it and boom, eight weeks later already. That's Boom, crazy. drop of that. So. All right, so what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to go, we'll go to a quick ad, and then I'm going to, I'm going to have you think about your top three asshole moves. It's kind of, it's not a fuck you segment, but asshole moves, like for example, you know, you're you're taking your shopping cart and you see an open lane and you're moving your cart towards that lane and it's obvious you're going in there and then someone comes oh. out of you know the women's section or something and you know right. get ducks right in front of you or right. a parking spot that I've you're got, sitting there in the lane with your blinker on i've got my i'm just thinking of my third i've already got my two okay okay mike we're back and i had you had some time to think about your top 3 asshole moves Maybe you got some honorable mentions in there or something like that. Who knows? Hit us with your number three. My number three is the I told you so guy or gal. Oh, yeah. You know, all right. Because you know, more often than not, you know, hey, you know, don't do not do this because that'll happen. You do that and it happens. You're already pissed because, fuck, you had, you were given fucking advice. You could have taken it and avoided this, that, and then the problem. I fucking told you you shouldn't. I fucking know you did. Get off my case. Fuck you. So right. the I told you so, guy or gal. Okay. Is my number three. That's a fuck you move. It's like the I told you so. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that. I'm not a fucking idiot. I remember you telling me that. You're the greatest. So <laughs> okay. the, yeah, fuck right. that guy. All right. My number three is the example I gave, you know, prior to the prior to the ad, and that is you're sitting there, you're in your lane, you've got the blinker on, you've been doing it for a while, you see the asshole in the other other aisle that sees the open space, but the person backing out is backing out towards you, so you can't do anything. That person starts to leave. That person, in the meantime, has come all the way around into that space. That, to me, is one of the top three asshole moves of all time. Yep. Now, my number two, I lean towards the way I'm going, but you could also go the other way, and I'll put the other way when I get there. Left lane ends one mile. Left lane ends half mile. Left lane ends 600 feet. Left lane ends 150 feet. Traffic is now stopped. Left lane ends. Joe fucking cool or Jill fucking cools riding up right to the 150 mark and then getting over. That's an asshole move by that person. 
But the flip side of the coin, isn't an asshole move by the person letting them in? Because shouldn't everybody just all of a sudden go bumper to bumper? Well, it's funny you mentioned this one. Mine's Mine had a little different twist to it. Okay. So you had three lanes, for example, or or two lanes, and it's going down to one. But more often than not, it's three lanes on an expressway, mm-hmm. and the left lane is going now down into two, right? So my number two is construction, where you see it's it's telling you, hey, you know, traffic is merging, traffic is merging, traffic is merging. Now, mine is, is it an asshole move for that car or that semi? A lot of the times it's a semi to go out into that lane to stop people from going all the way up to the front. No. Actually, I get, I, I appreciate the semi guy because the semi guy knows ain't nobody fucking run, you know, because you can run into his guy, truck and be like, oh. See ya. I don't even think there's a scratch on the semi. And drives away. That's that's almost like a citizen's arrest by that semi driver. That's so semi driver's not making an asshole move by stopping somebody from coming right to the fucking end, cutting in front of everybody. That's that's highway justice does by done by the semi truck. Okay. So do you do you do that though? If there's a situation where you're looking in your rearview mirror and you see some guy flying up or gal flying up in the lane that is merging because of construction, do you kind of put your car out there into that lane and say, "Yeah, you're you're gonna have to try no. to get in behind me"? No, somewhere. I don't. I don't put my car out, but I don't let them in. Okay, right. So you, you know, stay tight. I, I, yeah, to I'm, the bumper. I, I'm staying tight, but then uh, eventually. And by me staying tight and the guy in front of me, the guy or gal in front of me staying tight, event that actually, yeah. the asshole move actually gets an extra three or four car lengths because somebody's going to let the fucking idiot over. Okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. Do you got a number one? Yeah. My number one is I, I'm going to call it the big salad from Seinfeld. You know, when somebody takes credit, oh, so, I gotcha. solo credit. When it was either a joint effort or they had nothing to do with it. Right. You know, it's like, hey, Dave, great job on uh, getting the uh, hurdlers oh. to break the world record. And I was the one working with the hurdlers, and I had the, I won the Big yeah. Ten championships in the 110-meter so hurdlers. So if- so why, why the fuck is Dave getting the credit here? So if I was the, let's say I was the head coach of the team, but you were the hurdle coach. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, Dave, it's an amazing job what you've done with those hurdles. We've never, we've never placed in the States for hurdles. And you're like, yeah, you know, hey, it's just, I worked really hard and I just, I knew we had some talent on that yeah. team. And Make I, sure I, all the people were in the same, were in the right positions yeah. at the right time to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's, I just, you know, that's because that's where a true leader Says no, that hey, yeah, our hurdlers did a great job this year, but we had some tremendous athletes that really worked hard and wanted to learn. But that's all Coach Schnellzovich, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so <laughs> where'd you come up with? I that don't know. Idea? That was just that's where we went with old Coach Schnellzovich. <laughs> and then now you're now Schnellzovich is saying, all right, that fucking Dave, I'll coach for Dave any sure. fucking time, yeah, because he. Put the direction my way, 
And then Coach Nelsovich doesn't even have to say anything. Got it. So All that's right, my, my no- number one a- asshole move. You take my number one. Yours. My number one. I'm standing in line at the movies. There's a there's a decent line because it's a a really good new release picture out, and they've got the turnstiles going, waiting yep. to get your popcorn and your pop and all that kind of stuff. And you're thinking, okay, well I've got six more people to get to the front. You know what I mean? We're almost there. You know, theater. I, yeah, I'd like to see the previews, some of the trailers, but you know, we got some time here. And then twelve people stroll up, duck under the ropes, duck under yep. the ropes, duck under the ropes, and somebody was saving a spot for their twelve friends or supposed family members or whoever the hell those people were. And now I'm not six. Now I'm 18 people away from getting my popcorn and my pop and being able to get into the theater. No, that's definitely asshole guy. And I, I'll actually even put an addendum on your asshole guy. I think it's asshole guy. Even if that person's in front of me and it's not that crowded and dumb fuck goes under the fucking, it's like, you literally can't walk that extra eight feet, you stupid fuck. You you have to cut on, and he's not cutting anybody, so he's not he's not the asshole that you're talking about, right? But it's like you'll see it in an airport security. It's like seriously, you couldn't walk the five feet that way, five feet this way. You had to cut under the rope. You stupid fuck. It's like you're <laughs> dumb. But uh. And you know what? I played the music. I might just have to end it. That was like a, a verify. Fuck you by proxy because those three asshole moves. And, and I had one ass. I had one fuck you pop into my head, and then it uh, escaped me. <laughs> then it just left. Yeah, it just left my head. It just so. popped out. All right. But uh, yeah. So it must not have been that. You know that hardcore fuck you. So. But yeah, the, the, I, the, we played the music after the fact because those were like many fuck yous of the people that do yeah. those things that irritate us. I agree. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, are we ready to rate this? I sure am, Dave. All right. Let's do it. So. I go first. because Yeah, you do. Tasty. All right. Yeah, you're going to rate Look Ma No Hands. Absolutely fantastic IPA. Would love to continue to drink. I am, and I already had it written down. Even before we went to the commercial break, because I liked it so much, four point zero eight spectacular. Oh wow! Okay, so I had it at a three point nine one. Just in case you put it at a three point nine, I just wanted to beat you by a one hundredth of a point. But uh, yeah, for all the same reasons, well done. I mean, when you're picking up an IPA, this is what you're expecting. Amen. So let's see. Untapped. Okay, well, uh, 324 check-ins. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's not like eight, like the Brewer's Friends or anything like that. So, Well, uh, and that's... It's a little more than that, but 324. Going back to when we first introduced it, and I said, you know, 540 beers. I don't know if I've ever remember hearing City, but maybe it's a fairly new brewery. Could be, for sure. And those 324 people... Have it at an average of four point zero three. So you came damn close to hitting that one right on the. Thank you. 
Right on the head. All right. So yeah, and now and and I cannot think of that fucking uh, fuck you that I had. So god darn it, I'll have to save it for next week, Dave. But as I look down on the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>